0: The Sexy Pillows Podcast is brought to you by the generous support of listeners like you. Visit sexypillows.com slash support to help the show. Thank you so much. Good evening, darling. What a pleasure it is to be with you here tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming. You know, for me, getting here with you isn't always so easy, but when I find my way back to the mic to talk to you and get sleepy with you, get so comfy, cozy with you, it feels like I'm coming home. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me tonight on the Sexy Pillows Podcast. Of course, I am your lovely hostess, Olivia, and tonight I want to butter you up tuck you tightly into bed and send you sailing off into dreamland. Tonight we're going to stretch out our bodies and get the kinks out. We're going to do a quick little meditation uh, expressing gratitude. And then I want to learn with you There's something very special that I wanted to know more about, that I want to know more about. And I thought we could learn together about the moon. That beautiful globe in the sky that affects so much of our daily life. So I am simply going to read the Wikipedia page about the moon to you and to me. I don't know if I'll make it all the way. We'll see. I'm thrilled that you are here. So, how have you been treating your body lately? In this strange time, are you, are you making sure that you listen to your body crack it where it wants to be cracked like my back wants to be cracked (laughs) just gently I'm rolling my shoulders back lifting up my breasts and rolling around my head (laughs) that's where my body's calling what about you? Mm. Do your fingers need to be spread out and pushed around? Are your legs extended? Mm. Have you been giving yourself the attention you deserve? Are you breathing in through your nose? (sighs) And out through your mouth? (sighs) You have such a beautiful body, my love. Even if it is not always on your side, or you have complicated issues with it, I understand, but your body and mind are connected, so I encourage you to let them flow together. Just do this brief meditation and focus on our gratitude and our blessings. In this weird, weird time, <laughs> that's just how I'm going to refer to it, as this weird time. In this weird time, it's easy to get caught up in the stresses and the negatives and the hardships. I don't know exactly what you're going through, but I imagine you you may be going through a lot. Or you know people who are going through a lot. I mean, our, our general planet is going through a lot. But there is beauty here too and we do have so much to be grateful for. So as we breathe in and out, if we could just focus on one or two or three things that we're grateful for. As we breathe in and out, I am just going to be envisioning you because I am so grateful that you are here blessing us, blessing me with your existence. You are so beautiful. You have so much potential. And I... I'm so grateful. (laughs) You're here listening to me. We are sharing this moment. I am so grateful for this moment. So I'm going to shut up for a minute or two as we just breathe and focus in on our gratitude. Uh. Hmm. I have so much gratitude for you. You are one of my blessings. You know your blessings. So now, my love, I'm going to read to us about the moon. Please note, this article is about Earth's natural satellite for moons in general. You can check out Natural Satellite on Wikipedia for other moons. The moon is an astronomical body orbiting Earth as its only natural satellite. It is the fifth largest satellite in the solar system and by far the largest among planetary satellites relative to the size of the planet that it orbits. The moon is, after Jupiter's satellite, the second densest satellite in the solar system, among those whose densities are known. Wow, so we have a really good partner on Earth with that moon. The moon is thought to have formed about 4.51 billion years ago, not long after Earth. The most widely accepted explanation is that the moon formed from the debris left over after a great impact between Earth and a hypothetical Mars-sized body called Theia. New research of moon rocks, although not rejecting the Theia hypothesis, suggests that the moon may be older than previously thought. There's some interesting ideas. The moon is in synchronosis rotation with Earth and thus always shows the same side to Earth, the near side. Because of libration, slightly more than half, about 59% of the total lunar surface can be viewed from Earth. The near side is marked by dark, volcanic maria that fill the spaces between the bright, ancient crustal highlands and the prominent impact craters. After the sun, the moon is the second brightest celestial object, regularly visible in Earth's sky. Its surface is actually dark, although compared to the night sky it appears very bright, with a reflectance just slightly higher than that of worn asphalt. Its gravitational influence produces the ocean tides, the body tides, and the slight lengthening of the day. Wow, I've never heard that expression body tides before. I'm gonna quick click that Wikipedia link later. Excuse my mispronunciations, I'm not going to dwell on them, because I'm hoping you'll fall asleep anyway. The moon's average orbitable distance is 384,402 kilometers, or 1.28 light seconds. This is about 30 times the diameter of Earth. The moon's apparent size in the sky is almost the same as that of the sun, since the star is about 400 times the lunar distance in diameter. Therefore the moon covers the sun nearly precisely during a total solar eclipse. This matching of apparent visual size will continue in the far future because the moon's distance from Earth is gradually increasing. I saw a solar eclipse once, it was stunning. Okay, the moon was first reached by a human-made object in September 1959, when the Soviet Union's Luna 2, an unmanned spacecraft, was intentionally crashed onto the lunar surface. This accomplishment was followed by the first successful soft landing on the moon by Luna 9 in 1966. The United States NASA Apollo program achieved the only manned lunar missions to date. Beginning with the first manned orbital mission by Apollo 8 in 1968 and six manned landings between 1969 and 1972 with the first being Apollo 11 in July 1969. These missions returned lunar rocks which have been used to develop a geological understanding of the moon's origin, internal structure, and the moon's later history. Since the 1972 Apollo 17 mission, the moon has been visited only by unmanned spacecraft. Wow, I have a new a new vision. I I've heard that expression moon rock before, but I've never thought that much about it and I'm not the most materialistic person in the world, but I'm as materialistic as many humans and oh my gosh, like a moon rock necklace? That's a new dream of mine. If you ever wanted to give that to me, gift it to me. (laughs) I'll give you my mailing address. (laughs) Oh. Okay. Both the moon's natural prominence in the earthly sky and its regular cycle of phases as seen from Earth have provided cultural references and influences for human societies. And culture since time immemorial. Such cultural influences can be found in language, lunar calendar systems, art, and mythology. Hmm. So, name and etymology. The usual English proper name for Earth's natural satellite is simply the moon with a capital M, the moon. The noun moon is derived from Old English, stems from Proto-Germanic. I'm gonna skip some here because (laughs) there's a lot of words I don't wanna pronounce. Oh, occasionally the name Luna, and especially in science fiction to distinguish our moon from others. While in poetry, Luna has been used to denote personification of Earth's moon. Cynthia is another poetic name, though rare for the moon, personified as a goddess. While Celine, literally moon, is the Greek goddess of the moon. usual English adjective pertaining to the moon is lunar, derived from the Latin word for the moon, luna. Ah. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little sleepy. <laughs> I hope you're too. The Greek goddess of the wilderness and the hunt, Artemis, equated with the Roman Diana, one of whose symbols was the moon and who was often regarded as the goddess of the moon, was also called Cynthia. From her legendary birthplace of Mount Cynthus. Okay out of etymology. I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read about the moon's formation and then I'm gonna stop because I'm getting sleepy. If you liked me reading about the moon, let me know. Please let me know on Instagram or email me at sexypillows.com or Twitter, Facebook. I'm everywhere you want to find me. Sexy Pillows Podcast, Sexy Pillows PC. Go to sexypillows.com to connect. I always love hearing from you. Um, So yeah, if you like this moon, let me know and I will continue. But right now I'm only going to read about the formation and then I'm going to bed. The moon formed 4.51 billion years ago, some 60 million years after the origin of the solar system. Several forming mechanisms have been proposed, including the vision of the moon from Earth's crust through centrifugal force, which would require too great an initial spin of Earth. The gravitational capture of a preformed moon, uh, yeah. which would require an unfeasibly extended atmosphere of Earth to dissipate the energy of the passing moon, and the co-formation of Earth and the moon together in the primordial accretion disk which does not explain the depletion of metals in the Moon. These hypotheses also cannot account for the higher angular momentum of the Earth-Moon system. Okay, I have a question. How do you believe the Moon was formed? Do you have a faith that influences Your regard of the moon. Do you have a scientific hypothesis? Are you just like me, in awe of this beautiful, gorgeous, mysterious orb? Hmm. There is a prevailing hypothesis. It's that the moon Earth system formed after an impact of a Mars-sized body named Thea. Oh, we already learned about that. Supposedly the impact blasted material into Earth's orbit and then the material accreted and formed the moon. The moon's far side has a crust that is 50 kilometers thicker than that of the near side. Oh wow, that's interesting. This is thought to be because the moon fused from two different bodies. Wow, this does make me want to pause for a moment to acknowledge the mystery about the moon and everything in this Wikipedia article that I'm reading just acknowledging the mystery behind all of it and the notion that this knowledge this knowledge may be a best shot right now from the the writer, or the, the body, the body who, who put it here. So just acknowledging the mystery behind it is, is important to me. And now I will continue reading. Hmm. This hypothesis, although not perfect, perhaps best explains the evidence. 18 months prior to an October 1984 conference on lunar origins, Bill Hartman, Roger Phillips, and Jeff Taylor challenged fellow lunar scientists. You have 18 months. Go back to your Apollo data. Go back to your computer. Do whatever you have to, but make up your mind. Don't come to our conference unless you have something to say about the moon's birth. At the 1984 conference at Kona, Hawaii, the giant impact hypothesis emerged as the most consensual theory. So that's where it comes from. I appreciate that, that paragraph in this Wikipedia so we can find out the background of this hypothesis. Before the conference, they were partisans of three traditional theories. Plus, a few people who were starting to take the giant impact seriously, and there was a huge apathetic middle who didn't think the debate would ever be resolved. Afterward, there were essentially only two groups. The giant impact camp and the agnostics. Giant impacts are thought to have been common in the early solar system. Computer simulations of giant impacts have produced results that are consistent with the mass of the lunar core and the angular momentum of the Earth-Moon system. These simulations also show that most of the Moon derived from the impactor rather than the proto-Earth. However, more recent simulations suggest a larger fraction of the Moon derived from the proto-Earth Other bodies of the inner solar system, such as Mars and Vesta, have, according to the meteorites from them, very different oxygen and tungsten isotopic compositions compared to Earth. However, Earth and the Moon have nearly identical isotopic compositions. The isotopic equalization of the Earth-Moon system might be explained by the post-impact mixing of the vaporized material that formed the two although this is debated. (laughs) And I just let that slip all over my head because I'm too tired for that and I can't learn about that in one paragraph. I need to have a moon class. I'd love to take a moon class one day. The impact released a lot of energy and the released material re-accreted into the earth-moon system this would have melted the outer shell of earth and thus formed a magma ocean similarly the newly formed moon would also have been affected and had its own loser lunar magma ocean its depth is estimated from about 500 kilometers to 1737 kilometers Well, While the giant impact hypothesis might explain many lines of evidence, some questions are still unresolved, most of which involves the moon's composition. Some questions are still unresolved. That's funny. That's a funny line to me. For reasons. In 2001, a team at the Carnegie Institute of Washington reported the most precise measurement of the isotopic signatures of lunar rocks. The rocks from the Apollo program had the same isotopic signatures as rocks from Earth, differing from almost all other bodies in the solar system. This observation was unexpected because most of the material that formed the moon was thought to come from Theia, and it was announced in 2007 that there was less than a 1% chance that Theia and Earth had identical isotopic signatures. Other apollo lunar samples had in 2012 the same titanium isotope's composition as Earth, which conflicts with what's expected if the moon formed far from Earth or is derived from Theia. These discrepancies may be explained by Variations of the Giant Impact Hypothesis. All right. I've had enough for tonight. That was a lot. So we've learned a little bit about the moon and the formation and I've settled it. There's going to be moon episode two. (laughs) Because I want to finish reading this, but I want to take a break and finish it with you because I hope you want to learn more about the moon too. And I love you, and good night.